When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something like Talk Time on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast, sponsored by Love Dijin. I'm your host, Mike, and with me today we have Johnny. Um, we are going to be covering the away defeats uh, to Belcaster Rovers this time. So it is different to other away defeats recently, but it's the same. Um, we're also looking forward to the visit um, of Morecambe as well. Don't forget that the engagement is important. Likes, shares, retweets, comments. Um, abuse um everything is is welcome and um, you can find us at Sutton podcast on all social medias big shout out again as normal to the guys who do keep um sharing and, and joining in it's really really appreciated so johnny hopefully you found the um the unmute button and um it was mid-august since we last had you on on the well just before your book launch as well actually yes yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good um how have you been since and how busy have you been yeah, still still doing every game home and away, uh, which has been a challenge this season. Um, looking to get my next book published, and uh, yeah, just keeping on top of the sales of the first one. So all been uh, it's all been happening still. Um, so yeah, can't complain. Yeah, I was all very nice and proud. Going, oh yeah, come on my show and talk about your book, and then you were like, oh thank you so much. And two days later, or three days later, you're on the BBC, and I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> right, that's probably a bigger audience than I can offer. Um, but yeah, you've done quite a, a few of them. A bit of a whirlwind on that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had quite a few offers, and I've tried to be quite uh, proactive with it as well, to speaking to people, seeing who have me on, seeing where there's a different angle with it, um, mm. whether it's a, a mental health podcast, a football podcast, kind of somewhere in between. There are quite a few now um, that are starting to look at specifically mental health and football, which I think is great, um, and then just something a bit different as well. Um, I went on a book podcast with someone who lives uh, a couple of streets away from me uh, randomly the other day. 
Um, so we, we didn't actually know until we we're on the call that um, we're from, yeah, very, very close to each other. Um, so yeah, it's been great and I'm really enjoying everything that's that's coming with it, really. Excellent. Good. Well, it, it is a good one. And and I did describe it on my Amazon review as annoyingly good. So you obviously want to want to support people, but you also want to have a little go today. That's rubbish. Um, but no, it's <laughs> really good work. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and we're going to come on to a couple of bits of it a bit later, which I think could be helpful to a lot of people. Um, club news, uh, the ladies side also lost today. Um, as I started typing these notes, it was 5-1, but it ended up being 7-1. So um, there's no joy there either. And we are at home next week in the FA Cup. Um, please get down for a bit of support. Uh, the coach travel again to Wrexham, I think they're still doing the uh, potential winning a free travel. So anyone who wants to go to Wrexham um, or if you've got the ticket already, because I think this um, ticket sales are stopping soon, um, you jump on the coach. And earlier on today, we got the very exciting news of RFA Cup tie um, to AFC Files. Um, what, what do you think of that, Johnny? Um, it's probably what we'd call a good tie. Um, it gives us a chance. We said that about Farnborough last season, I'm well aware. Um, so certainly not counting any chickens there, but um, I, I think a home draw is, I mean, <laughs> an away draw would have been seen pretty, pretty disastrous, wouldn't it, given how it's been going since February. So um, mm -hmm. I think a home draw is important. Um, inevitably, it will go to a replay on Tuesday night. If we can avoid that situation, that'll be great. Um, we, we've got to look at it as an opportunity to, to get going. I mean, I think their defence is even worse than ours, isn't it? Um, so it might be yeah. a, it might be an entertaining one for the neutral, but maybe <laughs> maybe not one for the purist. Um, so fingers no. crossed we can we can get going and and yeah, just start um winning more than one game in a row at some stage. Yeah, I mean there's loads to, to go, so this is gonna go all over the place, but our bad season in recent years was I think the FA Cup season. So we we finished quite badly in the league, but we did all Right in the FA Cup, um, those those few years ago. So you never know. We, we might be <laughs> there's some straws being clutched out here, um, but we we might repeat that. We don't know. Um, so I normally kind of go through a little bit of the match, but um, the lineup was unchanged. Mm -hmm. Hardly surprised. Well, it was changed from midweek, but unchanged from from last week. It's hardly surprising. What were your thoughts, kind of ahead of kickoff? I know, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but what were you hoping for? Um, honestly, I was pretty confident. I mean, like you say, unchanged team from the the four nil win against Wolves. I mean, we we weren't. I don't think we were four nil good in that game, but we were a lot better. I mean, we deserved to win it. So I was thinking, okay, like we could try and keep it tight at the back, nick a goal. First ten minutes, we were really good. Um, and it, I, I tell you what, it looked like the game. Um, but without trying to diagnose anything or say why it's happening. What it looks like from a supporter's perspective is we, we started off okay, went 1-0 down through disastrous goal, as has been kind of common now. And it looked like we just gave up. Um, and I, I don't know whether you can put that down to a confidence thing, to an attitude thing, to an ability thing. Probably only the players will know that. But it, it looks like we just sort of, as soon as the penalty went in, that was it. We were never going to get back into it. I mean, there are people leaving at 4-0. When was the last time we we got any points from a losing position? I can tell you, uh, even even a you know a one one draw, or certainly not this season. So it, it it is very frustrating. And as soon as that penalty went in, you know you just see the life went out of the team. Because say the first ten minutes we'd actually been, I wouldn't quite say all over them, but certainly the better side had a few chances. And after that, that was it. 
<laughs> and we you, you might yeah. as well have left at one nil. Yeah, I mean that that is one of the points I kind of put in is is I know Matt has said this, and I know people raise the eyebrows and roll the eyes because it, it's said very often, but it's it's not like a Sutton United team because mm. we went through that spell. I know we've had spells where we concede goals, but went through a spell of we're just not going to lose this game, and you don't leave until ninety two minutes because we've always got a chance of getting into it. Um, mm. But it does seem that some of the players just not yet bought into this. Um, whether, it, I mean, I had a chat with someone and they, they kind of said the theory of we've always bought players from lower leagues who are hungry. And this year, although we're very excited with quality of the players, maybe they don't have that hunger. Maybe they don't feel they need to prove themselves. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I wish I, I, wish I could um, give, give an idea. I'm sure Matt wishes. Um, I did have one comment on my, my video where I said they did seem 4-1 better than us. I think someone took that as I was making excuses that saying, oh, we shouldn't have lost 4-1. What I meant is, did Doncaster Rovers look that good? Or were we that bad? Um, I mean, they had 14 players out injured, didn't they? So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they looked good, but I think there's probably more because we made them look good. I, I, don't, I don't think you can look at that and, and say it was them being good. I mean, they, they were 20, 20th in the league going into the game. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think after this stage of the season you can make um, the, that that kind of excuse, to be honest. I, I think we have to look at it as we've lost 4-1 to another team towards the bottom of the league. I, I get the, the suggestion that their position in the league is false and that you know, they, they are picking up a bit recently like they are um, and, they, and they may well finish higher up the league than they are now, but at this point in time, and certainly with the amount of players out injured they had, we, we shouldn't be losing 4-1. Um, we, we should have been in a game the whole way through. I mean, and, and we weren't at all. Um, and we, we need to, we're not resilient, Mike, that's what it is. And there's no resilience in the team. There's no sort of fight back when things go against us. The one game um where you could argue there was was the the mk dons game where we it's the one game that's been close either way every other game the two we've won we've won comfortably which is just as well because i wouldn't want to go in the last 10 minutes with us a goal or two up at the minute to be honest um or we've lost comfortably i mean we've not really pushed anyone at any point even when we lost against forest green i mean i think we had a shot on target so we we just don't have any resilience at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and we we need to we need to find that because it doesn't matter who we're playing. I mean, if we go one nil down against Fylde in the FA Cup, for example, I'm thinking oh, we're going to end up three or four here. If we go one nil up and you know we get a quick fire second, we could put three or four past them. It's it's the, the swing. There's like an eight goal swing that could happen on on the first goal. It's ridiculous, and we just need to sort that out. I think maybe it's. It's something more psychological than ability-wise, but whatever it is, it's um, <laughs> it, you can't really be having it in a League Two football team. No, and uh, it's very strange because yeah, you, you would kind of go through the team, and as we've said many, many times, go, yeah, good player, good player, good player, but they're just not clicking as a team. Um, I mean, I, my point was if they were genuinely a side that should be beating us four-one, then perhaps people wouldn't be moaning that we lost. 4 yeah. 1 because we'd expect it. So that's that's why everyone's upset because we, we, we lost to a team that we, we thought we had a genuine chance of getting something out of. Mm. Um, Matt's interview, again, I, I sympathize massively, but the um, comments of hasn't had a decent pre season and lots and lots of games, lots of teams have had the same kind of games. We, we have actually played more games than 
quite a few because we've had obviously a run in the League Cup and some teams have only played one game in the um, EFL Trophy. Um, someone did comment to say that some other teams have played more than us and I couldn't actually find any team that's played more than us. Um, but I think Salford has played the same as us. But we're near, as somebody else said, we're nearer Christmas than we are the summer. Um, should we be really still talking about pre-season at this stage? Is, is it a valid reason? No excuse reason. No, I don't think it is. Um, I, I would say with with interviews with, with pretty much any manager other than uh, Mark White at Talking Wonders, I'm sure you'd have seen the clip going around. But the managers aren't going to say to the the fans what they are to the players. So I I don't watch the interviews to be honest. Um, right. I watch the pre-game ones. I don't watch the post-game ones. Um, never have done win, lose or draw because I I don't think you really get the. I mean, managers. Matt included a, a media train to an extent, so I wouldn't watch the interviews and think, "Oh, Matt, Matt doesn't know what's going on because he's making excuses and he's defending players." He knows exactly, um, you know that. I wouldn't say exactly where the issues are because maybe maybe we'd have fixed them quicker. But he knows it's not good enough. I'm, I, I could tell you that much, um, having seen how he's worked it certain over the years he's been here. So I think as much as he's saying on the interviews that it's um, players need more time. I'm, I'm not sure whether he's convinced in that himself. So, to be honest. like I said, I haven't seen the interviews myself. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think what's said to public is probably different to what's said behind closed doors. So, oh, I, I yeah. wouldn't read too much into that. I'd very much say so. You mentioned Mark White and also Joey Barton threw one of his players under a bus recently. And it's like, which won't help. So, yeah. I mean, it, 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 if, if he stood up, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the game yesterday was shocking. Uh, there's no other way you could have put it. Um, and if he was being 100% honest, he would have stood up and said, I'm sorry to the fans that travelled. We weren't good enough. We, you know, we, whether we gave up or we lost confidence, whatever, we stopped playing after we went one nil. Then he's not going to say that because um, it's not yeah. going to help the players. So, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into the interviews. Yeah. Um, it has raised questions yet again i'm sure you've been on social media you've sort of traveling back um on on the manager uh, um where, where are you kind of sitting I'm, obviously he is a manager in post i do think it's it's a bit strong to be talk about replacements um and we should support as it is but um questions have been asked more and more and more where where, where do you kind of sit there I think it's down to the players to dig us out of this. I mean, I I think it'll be Matt's decision if he did go. I feel like I'll be angry at the players because it probably be the best manager we've had um, in a long, long time. I mean, obviously, does well. We've, we've been blessed with great managers, don't get me wrong. But it, he's an excellent manager. I don't, I don't think you'd, anyone would have said there's anyone better for the job ahead of this season. So I'd be I'd be more annoyed with the players for not um, digging him out. And then you get obviously you you want to improve, but if we then get a situation where if it's say hypothetically you did leave and we did pick up and you're thinking well what on earth's going on why weren't they playing like that earlier oh, part of me after the Walsall game thought we can play at this level and we can beat Notts County 5-1 why why aren't we doing it every week why are we then going 4-1 defeat away to Doncaster I don't think you can put that down to the manager I think some of these some of the players and I won't name specific names need to pick themselves up a bit to be honest they need to be holding themselves to higher standards for themselves, for the supporters that travel. This is not good enough at the minute. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that goes to every single game, home and away. As you can tell from my voice, I've, I've got a terrible cold this weekend. I've still dragged myself up, done a weekend in Doncaster. 
and, and it's you, you might I might as well have left after ten minutes when we went one nil down, and it's well, if I worked out how much money I'd spent and how many miles I'd travelled since we last won an away game, you would think I was mental that I'm still going yeah. to Wrexham on next Tuesday night. So some of so the, the players know they've all played like you say, Mike. They're good players. We've got players that have won this division, players that are played at a high level, and they're not playing anywhere near. Uh, the level they would expect to themselves and that the supporters would expect to them. So I think having the focus on the manager, I've never been a fan of it anywhere in football because um, the, the players are the 11 on the pitch. I mean, it, I don't think Matt's doing much differently to what he's done over the last two years. So so what's the difference? You tell me. I mean, it, it's the players. So I, I think, although I'm sure Matt, there's things that he thinks he will be able to do better, I think the players have got to look at themselves as well, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you there because so Matt can prepare them. I mean, if if they're going on the pitch, they think the tactics it's no good. They should be bringing this up and then, well, hang on, we think we can do this. I'm not talking about revolution. Just say, hang on, we think this isn't working. Why are we doing this? Um, there was actually a really good interview um, on the Not the Top Twenty podcast about managers this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually well worth listening. It's a lot about the data, which I'm a geek and I love all that data stuff. And it's talking about um this this company that advises clubs and i was very interested to hear that they advise clubs not to do anything as well because if they say well actually the data is showing that you're not going to be better off of a new manager than you are with this manager this manager they want they said they, they held up us as one of the examples which i hope gets shown later in the year as a really good example mm-hmm. um also there's in comments on the board um which i think is kind of correct in the last few weeks of saying well maybe we need a new board with new investment which could be a kind of case of careful what you wish for um mm. because we, we we see cases all the time where clubs are struggling i mean you've got reading in the news at the moment um really really struggling with with uh, potential buyover from someone who everyone's like how on earth is he even getting close to the fit and proper test mm. um i know you know board you have good relations with them so i'm not going to stress on that but is it that we're the victims of our own success if we were happy yeah, bobbling along um, Absolutely, yeah, it is. We we're having this conversation with some of my mates I travelled up yesterday. If we were still in the national, if we'd never got promoted, and we were still mid-table in the national league, everyone would be much happier than they are of us at the Premier League too, because it, it, it we've had the success. Um, that's not to say that we should be happy with being Premier League too, and that, that's not what I'm saying at all. But yeah, you you, are, you do have a lot of people that are new, which is great, but perhaps don't understand the context of the club. Um, comments saying that it's the board are just, I think, are just uninformed. Um, it's people want to point the finger somewhere and they don't know where or where else. So it goes at the boards. The, the club's well run. It's been ambitious. There's no lack of ambition. If you think there's a lack of ambition, I'd suggest speaking to some of the boards because they will have to chat with you. They will explain what goes on behind the scenes. The chances are most people have no idea, which is fine. Um, don't need to know what goes on behind the scenes at, at clubs. Generally, people go and watch the team have a few pints in a bar go home great um there's certainly no lack of ambition amongst the boards um they, if they don't get rid of matt it's not from lack of ambition it's because they trust him to turn things around the club's well run it's on stable financial footing if we do go down we won't um do what a lot of other clubs have done like look at scumthorpe where they've barely survived the oblivion with a takeover a few weeks ago south end the same we won't end up like that um, so certainly the, the one thing that we, we are doing right at the minute uh, is, is the board and the way the clubs run. And on the pitch, it might be um, you know, pretty shocking, let's be honest. 
but uh, the, the club's certainly run the right, the right way. Um, so that's uh, yeah, not an issue at all for me. And I would encourage people that uh, I, I've seen that opinion flying around on social media as long along with pretty much every other sort of place you could point the finger it's been there and i, I get the frustration don't get me wrong because it's not good enough especially the people that are traveling away every week it's not acceptable the levels of performance but i'd encourage people to yeah just speak to the to bruce and the, the board and the bar after the game they'll chat with you they'll tell you how things are done they'll tell you where we want to see the club the shameless plug but the the book i wrote the 125th anniversary forever amber look at some of the interviews with um you know, some of the board members in there it's we want to be in league one uh, and yeah there we go fantastic product placement mike the, the interviews are we, we see the club pushing on to league one we want to develop the ground we want to become a force in south london um that that's a recurrent theme it's not just one or two people that's the way the whole board are looking so speak to them find out what the ambition is we're not where we want to be at the minute on the pitch of course but um certainly you can't point fingers at the board now. Yeah. I mean, it's the same in life, everyone. You kind of get promoted to your level of incompetence. Um, so in every job, you kind of do well, you get promoted, you do well, you get promoted, and suddenly you're out of your depth, and you don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, so same as football. Before we, were, before we were still in the National League, South or National League, we'd be winning more games than we're losing. And as you say, mm. everyone would be happy. But now we've gone up, we're losing more games than we're winning. Significantly more at the bottom. Um, mm. The question on the players, I mean, I've always said us football fans were massive hypocrites and I will stand by that. Um, but and look, this isn't digging out a particular player. Um, it's just using an example. There's been a few comments of we're missing this player, we're missing that player, all players that people have had a moan at over, over time. And the player I'm going to use as an example is Dino. When we got promoted, he was a wonderful, wonderful player. First few games of League Two, worst player ever, get rid of him. He's not good enough keeper blah 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 got to Wembley he's a hero he left us it's um oh my god we're gonna miss him then Jack did okay then we got Dino back he's a savior and not his fault but he hasn't been a savior um it's not for changing anything um what what are your thoughts on everyone's kind of opinions of the players that have left us have been the best players in the moment Smith I think has scored already the same number of goals as our mm. top scorers from last season who left us. Um, so what's your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, my my issue with with the players were always, I'll, I'll never criticise or, or react negatively towards a player for a mistake. I mean, Dino yesterday uh, had a bit of a shocker for one of the goals, but I wouldn't, when, when the fans are booing the team off, it wouldn't be for that. It's for what I, I guess I perceive to be a lack of effort or a lack of mm. application, shall we say. Um, clearly the, the way we're playing this season um, the, the players haven't been performing as well as the players we've had in the last couple of years um, I think it is easy you, you mentioned the example of Dino for everyone to get too high and too low to, to, to quote um, what Matt says actually um, yeah it's, 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 it's more the I don't think some of the players are at 100% at the minute um, and that, that I will criticise them for because say if everyone's making the effort to turn up to to spend the money that we do and travel the miles that we do um we, we shouldn't be losing you, you you mentioned earlier if Doncaster aren't a team we should be losing four four one two no one in this league is a team we should be losing four one two I don't think how many games in our two prior years in league two have we lost by more than three goals really not many um so the fact that we've done it 
I mean, pretty much every away game these days is 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 a four one. It's it's unacceptable. So that's my issue with some of the players. Um, it's up to them to turn it around. Um, the fan opinion is going to be negative, of course, because we've not been good enough. And it's only going to change if we start moving up the table. And <laughs> I understand that. And to an extent, I agree with it as well. Okay, so we're going to wrap up another little plug. Um, but you, we mentioned the book. Uh, um, there's actually really loads of good bits in there. One I quoted actually this week in, in the little WhatsApp group about players who are still available. And you kind of, in your book, you touched on sometimes it's because they, they reject the club and then go back and it's like, well, now we've moved on and that my, my players might be available. But the bit I specifically wanted to talk about, oh, the social media part as well, was, was mm. quite apt as well for, for conversations. The bit I wanted to talk about is you mentioned yourself and how you managed to not let the football result affect you for the rest of the week. Mm. And I think there's a few people who might like some hints, tips and tricks if you could do that, because um, it, it is starting to affect people quite quite a lot so obviously um everyone has their own different ways of dealing with things and what might work for you might not work for other people so don't feel like you're giving advice just what kind of how do you switch off and go okay well i look forward now to next week yeah i it has been affected me more as well of course because every week now um whereas before it's been more you, you have a, a bad result one week a good result the next you know draw that you know we've been quite up and down or more up and down at the minute it's it's more down so it's been tougher i think i allow myself a day so saturday if we get beat um saturday when we get beat at the minute it's uh just get a bit of comfort food go home go to bed i, I hardly ever i don't like going out on a saturday i went out last night in doncaster and yeah it was uh not not the best night i've ever had <laughs> just it was a 4-1 defeat you know? so I, I allow myself a day um always trying to look forward i think so i mean it, as much as i mean we're, we're not confident at the minute no one saw the four nil win against walsall coming it might happen again there's there is hope we're only three points adrift um somehow there we are um so those things as well and just try and have another focus i think i mean i've i've been getting into cricket recently that's helped today i don't know if you saw but we lost to afghanistan England so uh that's the, that's I wouldn't advise that at the minute but um try and find another focus uh, like uh, whatever distractions that you have um and I guess value the um that we always say that the worst part of an away trip is actually the 90 minutes of football so try and value what's around it I mean spending time with mates chatting to people you wouldn't otherwise see in the week um if we go down you know we had good times in the national league your mates will still be there you'll still have a game of football every saturday um hopefully we'll get a few more games in london as well if we if worse come to us because it's a bit of an orphan league at the moment isn't it so there's always um i guess silver linings that, and yeah just things will get better and it's not easy because i've i have been i have been struggling with it a little bit more than i have but yeah always try and just allow myself the saturday sunday is a recovery day and then back on it um back on the rest of my life on monday and i'll put the the misery of saturday aside for another week fair enough fair enough well there is tiny 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 bit of hope um since lottie started behind the bar at candy green we've not considered a goal again <laughs> just, just uh, two, two games a win 
Or, and, <laughs> although is she on next Saturday, Mike? Is she there? In yeah, the but she's in your way in, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping for. I did, I did mention when we beat Walsall, oh dear, you've got a job for life now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on and um, waiting very patiently. If you've seen the, the mute button, but it's just at the bottom there, Dave. Um, is Dave, who is a Morecambe fan and the host of Shrimp's Verdict podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, Dave. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Mike. Uh, evening uh, to both of you. Johnny, fascinating insight there. And you're absolutely right about not letting the football spoil a good day out. I think that if you go in with that attitude, it's very difficult if you're a diehard fan of a club, isn't it, I suppose? But uh, going with that attitude, I think that is absolutely the right one to have. Yeah, we, we used to have a group of fans, I mean, many years ago when there were only like 20 of us, um, they used to do like specific things when they went to a seaside town it was always like a crazy golf tournament or they went off to like museums and look at different things so i was like that's that's a good little thing to do as well as the football because um it's not always good um and you guys had it last year where um you you have a relegation i mean yourselves and appleton have always been sort of held up as examples to us of, look isn't it great what what these smaller clubs can do and then you both got relegated in the same bloody year um so um, but tell us a little bit um, about yourself and um, just your kind of history. What got you started um, supporting them? Uh, well, I was very lucky to um, have a job at the local radio station uh, for, for Morecambe and Lancaster going back about 15, 16, 17 years ago. Um, covered Morecambe uh, during the, the, the era when they got promoted from the conference into, into the Football League in 2007 and uh, a few good years then. I then left to do other stuff. I came back uh, two and a half years ago and again, lucky enough now to, uh, to, to to be able to follow the shrimps home and away and, and to commentate and report on them. So uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey. Excellent. Excellent. And um, I've had to throw all mine out in the bin because uh, it's not working this year, but do you have any kind of uh, traditions or superstitions that before again to, to make it things swing your way? Um. I think in terms of, yes, I do actually, uh, without trying to be a bit anoraki about what goes on in the inner you know, workings of, a, of, a, of a, a professional football stadium press box. But yes, I get things out in the same order. I plug things in in the same order in the right way and, and, and that kind of thing. And I've got a lucky pen as well. I've not quite got it with me, I don't think. But, uh, <laughs> I've got a lucky pen um, and, and it's certainly been lucky this season because every time I've used it, uh, we, we've got a positive result. So it's definitely definitely come into south london on saturday these these things work people don't understand them <laughs> so i mean what was your i mean you've already said this actually but what, what's your all-time sort of favorite memory um what's, what's your go-to morecambe story of why why you go back there's a few. I mean, being a Morecambe fan, uh, I, I suppose in, in many ways, it's, been, it's similar to being a, a certain United fan. It, it's it's making it to an extent against the odds, isn't it? Now, certainly when we got promotion in 2007, it was the first time that the club had ever been in the football league. And I think this is, what, the 16th season that, that the Morecambe have been a football league club. So, so it's, it's been a bit of a dream, really. Uh, I think many, many Morecambe fans will remember the goal that Danny Carlton scored in the in the playoff final at Wembley, uh, which hadn't long reopened uh, the new Wembley. and uh, hadn't long reopened when, when Morecambe uh, won the playoff final against Exeter uh, back, uh, what's, what's 
17 years ago now. Uh, so mm. that goal is etched in people's memories. Um, obviously, getting up through the playoffs uh, in the final back at Wembley again against Newport County uh, a couple of years ago with the, uh, the Carlos Mendes Gomez penalty and extra time to, 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 to get us up. Uh, that was a fantastic day out. And that was just as we were coming out of COVID as well. So just as fans were starting to be allowed back into football stadiums and then loads of great days out away days out in league one of course there's loads of massive clubs in the third tier uh certainly was when 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 the, the two years that we spent in there and uh, there are now of course uh, going away to sheffield wednesday and derby county and portsmouth and ipswich and and, and, and barnsley and, and all these other uh, big name clubs um loads and loads of great memories yeah yeah i mean we touched on there as bad as it is we had football taken away from us so we we do have rubbish football to watch but at least we have football to watch um so it was a very tricky time about it um so Dave, what if you could change one thing about the club um on the pitch off the pitch stadium kit what what, what would you change you i think everybody I think everybody might would uh, change the current ownership and financial situation at the club. There's no getting away from that. Just hearing you, uh, I was quite jealous actually, hearing Johnny talk about how good things are off the field. Obviously, it's not quite going to plan on the pitch for you guys at the moment, but uh, talking about a stable board and uh, if you went down, you've still got the money to survive and, and, and it would be okay. And and, and and that's, I think, the, the, the scenario that Morecambe uh, want to be in. Uh, and, and that's a lot of the reason why we got relegated from League One last season was was, was lack of investment. And it, it's been going on for far too long. Um, our club got put up for sale nearly a year ago. Uh, there was one particular buyer who it was quite clear he was never going to pass the fit and proper person's test, couldn't prove that he had the money to, to complete the takeover. So that dragged on and on and on for, 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 for many, many months. And we're still in this sort of limbo situation now where uh, we've got an owner who who wants to sell, who needs to sell. Um, and, and, and until that's completed, we can't really do much more uh, than, than what we're currently doing. So I think if I could change one thing, I think it's the same as, as any other fan listening to this right now. We would sort our ownership issues out for the better and then uh, hopefully we can move forward. Yeah, I mean, Obviously, things on the pitch is always a priority. The last couple of seasons, I've had loads of conversations with different um, people, different podcasts, and I always feel very kind of like, I'm really sorry to say this, but we've our board are actually basically fans. I mean, they, 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 they've all come up pretty much through the supporters club um, as fans, and now they're, they're on the board. Um, most of them, one or two aren't. Um, so, yeah, we are very lucky, and we did have a little bit of a conversation with Connie. No one's actually even sure if our chairman, who's been in, um, in charge for about 30 years or just over 30 years, has actually sacked the manager or not. We're not, we're not entirely sure if he has or not. We can't work it out. He might not know what to do. Um, but this season, what's it been like for you guys, the highs and the lows um, for this season so far? I think so far it's been uh, way beyond anybody's expectations, Mike, really. The, the ongoing ownership issues that we had, and, and they are complex now, without boring you with the, the gory details of it, they're really, really complex. The, the, the owner of the club isn't a director of the club for, for various different reasons. So the, the, the board of directors and the chief executive who run the club day to day 
aren't, aren't the financial people, if, if that makes sense. So uh, that's added to the mix as well. So at the end of last season, um, we were in the position where we had to let everybody in our squad go. We, we came within a whisker of, of, of survival. Uh, if we'd have won our last game of the season, we would have not been relegated. Um, and, and so that was uh, that, that was a bit disappointing, really. But uh, we started the summer with only six senior players in the squad. Uh, not much of a budget to to, to get players in. So uh, the, the the manager, Derek Adams, and uh, his assistant, John McMahon, they decided to go with youth. Uh, lots of young, hungry, loan players uh, with, with obviously starting their careers, wanting to get senior experience and, and wanting to try and prove themselves in uh, at this level. Um, and we started to get the uh, the season with, with, with a lot of uncertainty and a, and a lot of unknowns. We, we won the first game of the season against Walsall. Uh, we then lost a couple, and it's been uh, a, a steady improvement from there. I think now to have 18 points on the board from from our opening 11 games is is, is definitely beyond anybody's expectations. Pundits, media, fans, a lot of pundits thought would be us and Crawley would be rock bottom of League Two and, and, and be struggling all season. That's definitely not going to be the case with Morecambe. We're going to be absolutely fine. It's just now I think a case of how high we can finish. So we've got a very young squad, Mike, very uh, unproven in many areas, but uh, so far delivering the goods. Unbeaten at home, five wins and three draws um, so far. That's where that's where um, uh, our uh, League Two um, situation is across the board. Unbeaten at home and, and the three defeats away, uh, but we've won the last two and against Colchester last uh, Saturday, we were absolutely sensational. And if we turn up uh, in a similar vein uh, on Saturday, then uh, you're going to be in for a bit of a game, I'm afraid. Right. Okay. Well, the question next on my list is, from your point of view, what needs to go wrong for Sutton to win this game? Um, I think we probably need for you to get involved with any any positive chances of winning. I think home advantage, obviously, is crucial, isn't it? I mean, I think that that applies to any club, and all clubs are better at home than they are away. There's no there's no getting away from that, of course. But uh, we've won our last two away. A lot was said about our away form, actually. And when we were in League One, uh, we only won five games in League One in, across the two seasons. So five wins in 46 on the road. There was a lot of heavy defeats and a lot of doom and gloom, really. Uh, but as our managers quite rightly said, um, it, that was League One. So that's gone. That was a different era. It's a completely different team. Um, and when we got promoted two and a bit seasons ago, our away record was actually uh, a pretty good. It, it didn't start great away from home, I have to be said. We, we, we lost our first three on uh, away, but uh, there were various reasons for that. Not not all of them uh, were uh, ability reasons by a long stretch. But uh, I think if you have a chance on Saturday, you're going to have to make full advantage of home advantage. Uh, that that's, that that's, goes without saying. And uh, we would have to have a bad day at the office. And uh, from where we were... Uh, away from home a few weeks ago to, to be now saying we're going to come away from I am very confident we're going to get a win on Saturday I won't make any any other bones about that Mike I'm sorry to say but uh, and, and that's purely based on the fact uh, of how well we've played on the road uh, for our uh, our last two away games which, which were both uh, victories so uh, we need to not turn up and I think you need to oh, what's the uh, What's the managerial cliche? It's uh, get a reaction following a heavy defeat, isn't it? So if all of those stars align, you never know. Okay, jo- Johnny, how does that sound? They're all very young. We've got a bunch of old men in our team. Surely we can just uh, bully them and out-experience them. So how do we win the game, Johnny? 
Yeah, I mean, it, we've we've got to start quick and keep the foot on the gas. Um, the way we've beat both Notts County and Walsall, really. I mean, we we the way we've won those two games is by overwhelming teams. Um, balls in the box. Uh, Harry Smith heads up. Um, aggressive, like pressing high. Um, the, the thing with us a minute, it feels like we'll either win 4-0 or lose 4-0. Um, it, it depends who gets that first goal. Um, a young, exciting team as the opposition doesn't sound encouraging, does it, Mike? But um, you never know. If, 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 we can, if we can bully you, I think, Dave, that might be, from what you're saying, where our, our chance will come from being, being more the Sutton that people hate, the Sutton that we love, the Sutton that's physical, in-your-face, aggressive, um, maybe that will do it for us. Um, that's uh, yeah. Fingers crossed. That's probably all I can all I can think of at the minute <laughs> in terms listed, of positivity. Listed everything that we've been missing this season. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> pretty have, much. Yeah, we we have the uh, sort of reputation to be the big nasty bullies, and uh, everybody seems to still believe it. And, and we're, we're just not. It's just not there. Like big giant teddy bears at the moment. Um. So from from our point of view, Johnny. Who are the players that you're looking at to change the game with a moment of brilliance? Who are you saying, right, you've got to do something? I've had moments from various players, but mm. who is it that's got to take the game by the scruff of the neck? Harry Smith is our um, key man. I think everything we, we did really against Walsall was through him. I mean, he, he won every header in the box, obviously scored the goals, put the, effectively scored the, um, the own goal as well, where the, the guys put it in because he's right on his back. If Smith can can you know be a, almost like a pivot, you know, bring other players into the game, just be a threat all the time. Um, which he he didn't quite um, do that at Doncaster really. They they kept him out of the game quite well. Um, it was noticeable that they doubled up Doncaster on Amari Patrick as well. So we had a lot of the play through Josh Coley on the other side. Uh, he was threatening Josh, but um, his final ball was, I mean, it was. Sunday league, to be honest. Uh, if he can find that final ball, Josh Coley, with the same amount of time that he and space it, that he did at times create for himself, to be fair, um, like there was positivity from him, then yeah, we're, we'll be, I think we can be a threat going forward. Defensively, yeah, it's, it's not it's not been there at all. And I, I think it's, it's not just one player that needs to step up. It's the whole, the way we set up the shape, um, the whole back four, the organisation, everything. So uh, I focus on the attacking players and hope that the defence can do enough to, to to keep us in it. Okay, and Dave, who, who's the one player that you guys looking to get the ball to to get you out of your seats? Well, it's, it's interesting what Johnny says there, Mike, because um, statistically, we are the fastest breaking attacking team in the whole of the 92, and that's according to Opta stats. So uh, that's one to, to perhaps keep an eye on. Um in terms of one individual player, it's it's difficult to to, to to target one really. Obviously, Michael Mellon is our top goal scorer at the moment. He's got six goals. He's our, he's our number nine. He leads the line. He deserves more than six really because he's been uh, terrific, and that's led to him being called up by Scotland under twenty ones. One of uh, a number of international call ups we had 
uh, this week. So uh, that's why we've not played this weekend. So we're going to be nice and fresh, having not not had a, a league game for a fortnight. So, so Michael Mullen, our main goal scorer, but uh, it's uh, it, it's the supporting cast, if you will, in the final third as well. So uh, we've got uh, Tom Blocks out on the on the right hand side. He's a big unit, six foot four, wide player who will just try and bulldoze down that right side. He'll hug the right touchline, try and get crosses in. Uh, JJ McKeon might be uh, one to watch as well. He scored a hat-trick for us against Colchester United last Saturday. Um, Northern Ireland under 21 international as well. And his, his third goal, he scored the perfect hat-trick actually against Colchester, left foot, right foot and header. And his third goal, wow. you, you probably saw it on the, on, on the highlights. He ran from halfway inside his own half all the way to the edge of the air and smashed it into the bottom corner. So uh, he's looking terrific. We've got Adam Mayer out on the left-hand side as well. And all of these players, and he's gone through the academy. He looks brilliant. He's involved in the England under 20 setup at the moment. And all of these players are teenagers. They're all 19 years old. And I suppose part of me thinks, well, we need some more experience. You can't rely on teenagers and, and, and use to, to get through the whole season. But game by game, they are gradually getting better and better and better. And, and the stats are bearing that out as well. We we are, uh, I think, creating three times the number of shots on target than we were five games ago. We are equally as good defensively as what we were five or six games ago. So it's all starting to come together, really. So uh, uh, from our point of view, it'll be whether or not you can keep our, our young attacking quartet, quintet, call it what you will. If you can keep those uh, quiet, then uh, you might be halfway there. So you don't mean anything with kids, is that what you're going with? not one i share personally i think i think where, where more are concerned in the summer uh with, with some of the early signings they were experienced players who had got hundreds of games of football league experience and so on and you think well you're clearly you've clearly been bought to play every week in league two and a couple of those players have, have barely got on the pitch this season because the young players who were signed later in the window They've taken the chance, and 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 they are currently undroppable. So uh, yes, we, we we invest in youth. We believe in in, in youth. Uh, we're a very hungry team, and we are very 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 fit as well. So if we need to get a goal in the last ten minutes, uh, and you are flagging, then, uh, then then we'll just keep going to the end. So I think that's another reason why uh, we've done as well as we have done this season. So uh, we are a threat. Um, we were terrific against Colchester last time out away from home. If we if we can play to any, anywhere near that level, I would expect us to win the game. Unfortunately for you, uh, you'd expect me to say that, though, wouldn't you? I suppose. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm feeling very much of a, a, a calmer thing because in our first season, I was going on a lot of shows saying all these like we we're doing really great. <laughs> I'm really upset, but never mind. I don't mind. I, I'm I'm good. And right, I've invented a whole new scheme. You are plucked to jump into the changing room for 30 seconds before the players go out. Um, what's your message to the players? Um, I'll start with you, Dave. What's your message to the players and what's your scoreline prediction? Message to the players, just as the bell rings, Mike, is uh, it's, it's quite simply repeating that message. Uh, play as we've been playing the last uh, couple of away games, passing the ball, pressing high, we don't, and hitting with, with lots of pace, lots of quality and creating those chances. And we know that we have got the quality on the pitch uh, to, uh, to, to at least create those goal-scoring opportunities. And if we believe that we can keep doing that, uh, then we are going to win the game. My score prediction, I'm sorry to say, Mike and Johnny, uh, this is an ideal opportunity for us to make it three away wins on the spin. And I will be bitterly disappointed 
if we don't. And I've not gone on many podcasts in the last couple of seasons when we've been playing away from home and, and being quite as confident. But given how well we played against Colchester, we beat Forest Green Rovers away from home the week before that, a couple of weeks before that as well. Um, I am going to go for um, Sutton United nil, Morecambe 2. 2-0. OK, lovely. Johnny, um, your message cannot be you're on your own and hand on the ball, but what, what would your message be um, and the scoreline, Richard? Yeah, I'm no tactician, but I would say we need to start doing ourselves justice. I mean, we, we've had the Doncaster fans singing, can we play you every week? We've had much of the same from other team supporters. It's embarrassing. Uh, for the, the level that these players should be at. Like I say, we've had uh, League Two title winners. We've had players that have played at a higher level. Um, pretty much the entire team are playing below their current level. It's time to sort it out uh, for the supporters and themselves and their own prize. That'll be my message, to be brutally honest. Um, score prediction, I'm going to make sure I nick Dave's lucky pen before the game. We're going to win 3-1. 3-1, one. one. Okay. Um my message would be literally you've been playing football since you're five years old you know what you're supposed to do this white thing goes in the net now do it um, um my school line i'm going to go one one because i'm struggling for confidence at the moment um but uh don't forget you can join in the prediction league um i'd be very excited if this works it always works like always get excited and um, there's the code if you want to join the prediction league um no one's running away with it at the moment because we're all um ridiculously optimistic every single week uh, but do join in and um there is the prize there will be a prize at the end of the season um but i am going to wrap up this episode of Sutton podcast as always um appreciate everyone's ear attention because that is still funny um i would like you to follow us give us feedback on um, any episodes like subscribe all the rest of it on your preferred podcast platforms um leave us a review next time we have uh, I think Mark Bravery doing a rare home game and actually the real voice of Anne, who um, I had to use the AI voices for a few weeks ago because it didn't go very well. Um, thank you very much to Johnny. Thank you to Dave. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Lucky Star Gym. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Podcast Network.